0: brown cow how now brown cow oh wait shit we're live if you're just tuning in this is season two episode three but most importantly week one 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 week one this is the kickoff to the fucking season all these off-season workouts the strategy the moves made to be in a position to win this fucking trophy in the 2022 season it begins now right fucking now This week one schedule, it was designed, custom designed, to match how the season ended in 2021. That means our defending champ, Joe Debo going head-to-head with the runner-up, Mazel Tov Cocktails, Kamish, me, myself. Right out the gate, third place matchup, Radke versus Justin, we had a repeat of the last place game, not the championship game for the losers bracket, but the last place game to see who gets stuck with the last place punishment. But we all know Jamie got stuck stuffing his face with 23 pancakes, but who beat him last year? Oh, that was Andrew and Pollock. They escaped that punishment and they ended up escaping from the league altogether, but taking their place and taking over their squad. In comes Greg and Justin, Justin G., Their first game back in this league since the lost Yahoo! years. And they get matched up with last year's last place squad, which should be a cakewalk for them, right? The other matchups were teams that finished at a similar caliber, like two teams that lost in the first round of the playoffs, or the two teams that didn't win the loser's bracket. Check it out. There's a lot of other league content that needs to come out. I'm going to try a different format this year. This pod, this episode is strictly highlights from week one, with mixed in with whatever phone calls and guest appearances that I could squeeze in here. Not gonna lie, I've been behind the eight ball a little bit, couple busy weeks, my wife's birthday weekend, so I like honestly didn't watch any games. You guys probably noticed I couldn't even manage to get a starting healthy tight end in the lineup, but it's all good. We're gonna get this shit dialed in just like this fucking season, so right now, let's do what we came here to do. Let's dip our balls into some week one highlights. Taylor, aka Fournette Branca, versus Chris Hill, aka 160 Swiftly. This matchup featured the winner of the loser's bracket last year, Chris Hill, and the loser of a first-round playoff game, Taylor. Now, Taylor squad didn't just lose in the first round. He lost with the number two seed and a 10-4 record. Chris was actually circling the drain for a little bit last year after multiple guys just shit the bed for him. But he rallied late in the season, made some legit free agent pickups, and he wins his money back. So this week, 160 swiftly. He's trying to keep that momentum going after making some off-season moves. He acquired DeAndre Swift as a keeper to go along with Michael Thomas. Those two keepers appear to be good choices. DeAndre Swift, he shreds the Philly D for 36 points. Michael Thomas, he hit the field after years of vaginal pneumonia. He goes off for 22. Aaron Rodgers, who Chris gave the nickname, Oh Reliable, he got fucking annihilated, just like last year in week one. None of it was going to matter though. Taylor comes out of the gate with a week one boner, blazing, staying girthy and hard enough to get high points for the week 207 points. Saquon, he proved to be a worthy keeper, 44 points for him. Fernette, Waddle, they all go off. Jalen Hurts, 32. Even kicker Young Ho, Young Hue, 18 points. Fucking A. Taylor wins big, 207 to 135. Jamie a.k.a. Team Himes 426, versus Greg and Justin, a.k.a. Debo's Drip. Now, this matchup is a repeat of last year's last place game, except it wasn't. Greg and Justin, they take over a squad, and they compete for the first time in this league's modern era. Jamie, he's fresh off a visit from the butthole doctor. He's ready to go to war after eating prunes and laxatives for 30 days straight. Greg and Jay, they made some moves to acquire Debo Samuel as a kicker to go along with keeper Austin Eckler. They also had the number two overall pick in the draft. They used this pick to select Alvin Kamara, so good solid pieces in place to start the season. Now, Jamie, he ends up keeping CeeDee Lamb and Michael Pittman Jr., and then he takes Nick Chubb with the number one overall pick. So both squads got some solid pieces in place to rebuild with. But who is going to ball out the most in this fucking matchup? How about Patrick Mahomes, Jamie's second round pick? 52 points, five touchdowns, fuck ton of yards. Greg and JG, they got 34 from Herbert, which is pretty decent. Except for they got a combined 38 from Austin Eckler, Debo Samuel, and Alvin Kamara. Not to mention, T Higgins took a hit to the dome piece before he could do any damage. This is definitely not the introduction to the league that Greg and Justin were looking for. Jamie welcomes these guys back to the league with a little chip on his shoulder and a punch to their butthole, 155 to 125. Shane, AKA Team Shayner McNasty versus Ryan, Team Our Camp. Now both these squads, they finished towards the bottom of the league last year. Shane, a little deeper towards the bottom. But they had a chance to win the loser's bracket at the end and they both ended up losing to Chris Hill. Both Shane and Ryan made some significant off-season moves to boost up and to rebuild their rosters. Shane acquired Derrick Henry to combine with Dalvin Cook for what has got to be one of the thickest, girthiest running back duos in the league. He also drafted Devontae Adams with his number one pick. Devontae, he showed up this week in a big way, 31 points, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, maybe not not quite that much. They score in the teens, but Ryan, he made trades for both his keepers, Stephon Diggs and James Conner. He picked up Aaron Jones with his first pick in the first round. Ryan's big three, they combine for 60 points. Shane's big three, they combine for 60 points. So these squads are pretty evenly matched. That's why we made the schedule this way this week. But Dak Prescott, Ryan's quarterback, he put his hand in a meat grinder on Sunday Night Football The game comes down to what Shane can do on Monday Night Football with his fourth-round pick, Jerry Judy. He steps up pretty nicely, 100 yards and a TD, 24 points. Shane wins this matchup, 156-146. to Adam, a.k.a. a kid named Kelsey the Mixtape, versus Bunis and Tim, a.k.a. the Cousins Fuckers. Both these squads finished last season with a late surge. They made the playoffs, but they fell short in the first-round matchups. Adam played with the idea of keeping Debo Samuel this year in the offseason, but then he deals him out for a draft pick instead. He holds steady with his first-round keepers, Joe Mixon and Travis Kelsey. The first actual draft pick Adam made was in the third round, and he blew all of our fucking minds by taking a second tight end, Kyle Pitts. Now, Bunis and Tim, they've been loyal to Christian McCaffrey for years since he won them the chip but it's been injury-plagued madness seasons ever since then. But they kept him again this year in the first round, and they gave up multiple picks to snag Cooper Cup as their other keeper, sending George Kittle back to the vagina house he came from. So how would these strategies play out week one against formidable opponents? So for Adam, his keepers came through. Mixon and Kelsey, they combined for 53 points. Kyle Pitts, not as much. Three points when they said he'd be the focal point of what that offense is in Atlanta. What the fuck is going on with that? Cooper Cup, Christian McCaffrey, they came through for Bunis and Tim. They combined for 40 points. So what was the difference in this matchup? It appears that it was a well-balanced attack by Bunis and Tim. They started four wide receivers, and they got a surprising 23-point performance from Antonio Gibson. Adam, he started two tight ends. His approach did not shake out. Cousin fuckers, they win this 158-137. to Justin, a.k.a. Victory Formation versus Chris Radke, a.k.a. Riot Punch. Now This matchup, a repeat of last year's third place game in which Justin won that day, pissing all over Radke's number one seed. These guys are cousins and declared blood rivals in this league, so this was guaranteed to be a good matchup. Radke, he kept Javante Williams and Mark Andrews. He let Patrick Mahomes go for the first time in like three years. And then he stuns the league by taking Joe Burrow in the first round. None of our mocks could have ever predicted that. Justin, he keeps stud wide receiver with the same name, Justin Jefferson, and makes a trade to acquire Rams running back Cam Akers. And then he drafted Travis Etienne in the first round. Now here's how this shit played out. Joe Burrow, he threw four interceptions, but he managed to get 31 points still. Cam Akers, he was a healthy scratch for the LA Rams. They just gave the start to Henderson for whatever fucking reason. Who the hell knows? Except they did the same thing in Jacksonville to Travis Etienne. James Robinson, he takes over the RB1 duties. Justin has to be throwing chairs at this point. At least Justin Jefferson came through solid for him with 40 points. Javante Williams and Mark Andrews combine for 32 points for Radkey, but Justin walks away victorious just like he did with that third place payout. He wins 138 to 123. Kevin, aka Mazletov Cocktails versus Joe, aka the Danimals. Here it is: repeat of last year's championship game. A game that Jamar Chase painfully rammed me in the ass for like 60-something points. I'll never forget that pain. Debo, he comes in the season with what I'm pretty sure nobody would debate, the best keepers in the league, Jonathan Taylor and Jamar Chase. He makes a couple trades to his stacked roster. Most notably, he gave up DeAndre Swift. With his first pick in the draft, he takes Ezekiel Elliott. Me, I make a last-minute change to my keepers. This wasn't a smokescreen. I actually changed my mind. I went from Josh Allen and Cooper Cup to Josh Allen and Najee Harris. I saw wide receiver A.J. Brown sitting there with my first pick, so I snagged him. All of this shaping up to be another epic matchup, just like the championship. The championship that slipped through my fingers and put a permanent scar on my soul. In this matchup, Josh Allen came through for me in a big way, 46 points. Najee Harris, he let me down. Only 11 points, possibly got injured. Reports say it's not that serious, but not the performance that I wanted from my first-round keeper. At least for my sake, A.J. Brown scored 26, making me feel okay about taking a wide receiver with that pick. Now here's how things played out for Debo. He got 38 and 30 from J.T. and Chase, respectively. Only 8 points from Ezekiel Elliott. Elijah Mitchell left the game early with an undisclosed knee injury that now appears to be a sprained MCL, leaving him out for like eight games. My dumbass forgot to swap out a suddenly injured George Kittle, and I forgot that I could even self-declare him as out. But I was nursing a hangover and ended up doing nothing and got zero from my tight end. By all intents and purposes, I get lucky in this matchup. I squeak out a close victory, avenging my loss in last year's championship game, 170 to 156.45. Let's fucking go. So there you have it. That was week one. We saw the usual fucking craziness from week one, like unexpected injuries, unexpected running back timeshares, We saw offensive schemes that we didn't anticipate. I mean, suddenly we think we know who's going to be good this year, but we don't. I mean, let's do a quick flashback to last year, week one. Aaron Rodgers played like trash, just like he did this year, but he went on to win the league MVP. And then last year, the eventual league champion, DeBoe, he got his ass handed to him by Radke by 50 points in week one. Uh, Me, second place team, I lost to Chris Hill by 30. Obviously, we should anticipate things will change a bunch as this season unfolds. There was a lot of close games this week and week one. Guaranteed, shit will be totally different next week. Before I close this thing out, I caught up with Taylor for a few week one thoughts.
1: No. Taylor Gillespie, bro. What What's up, going bro? on, man? i ah, running around, making things happen.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Are you naked?
1: No, I'm pumping gas. But...
0: I I always do that naked. Yeah, uh, sounds about right. To each their own. (laughs) Dude, so here we are. We're in the middle of our matchups. It is Monday morning. I don't even think this Monday night game has any effect on your squad, which is pretty much locked up high points. I imagine you have to be feeling pretty good at this point.
1: Yeah, I do feel good, you know. I feel like – the uh uh you know help that you know you just not often you get like 20 points out of your defense and your kicker in the same week so that's nice uh you know Jesus. but uh, yeah man everyone showed up to play big big game out of uh uh Saquon Barkley Saquon. so that mm-hmm. was uh something that's been a long time coming and really about uh, that I kind of was always going to keep him, but then I was toying around with the idea. But as soon as I started looking to see that there was going to be no running backs at the sixth pick this year, it was like, wait, i got to take take one. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. You know, last year and the preseason, like, you know, he was coming off that injury, and that photo came out of his, like, calf muscle that was just like, look, I was like muscles I'd never seen before, and I got real excited. I was like, oh, my God, he's a beast. But, uh, you know, he uh, struggled last year. So do the Giants, though. I think the Giants are, you know, they still have a bad offensive line. But I'm feeling good about it. You know, it's the first week. Everyone overreacts both ways. You know, I, I've, I've put up big points in week one before and not done anything. So, you know, that's fair have, you know, keep it going, man. We'll see.
0: That's fair. And I'm looking at the draft board. You also took the kicker, Young Koo, in the second to last round, the 14th round. And, I mean, he just put up, like, damn near 20 points. I mean, like. It was pretty much a perfect performance for you top to bottom,
1: yeah, uh young way was uh you know, I only drafted him because i uh I thought like the potential of the team named Cuckoo Kachuo was uh gonna Ooh. be good i you know the charger's defense i don't I have no idea, I just kind of took him. I was like at that point in the draft I, you know instead of going the last two rounds, I said, oh, I might as well try to take a flyer in the very last round. But, uh, yeah, you know, the the draft kind of went sideways. You know, a lot of people drafting people ahead of time. It's tough to mock the late rounds in these apps because, you know, the computer just starts doing random shit. So you never know. I was hoping some of the uh, late round, you know, keep like rookies would be there and they kind of went earlier. So, you know, it's all good. I feel good about it. I feel good about my team. I love getting high points, and uh, we'll see what happens.
0: Dude, you you said his name was Young-hoe Koo. I always thought it was Young-ho Koo. Oh, I
1: thought it was Young-ho Koo, but I I don't know, you know. I, it's uh
0: y- Young-way could be like uh Yeo-way. It could be like the the, the Asian way to say Young-ho.
1: Maybe, I don't know. I I heard an American announcer on Sunday call him Young-way. So
0: that's I'd probably just... the more appropriate way to to do it. 4 minutes in. Anybody uh looked like they uh have a draft pick that's not gonna be coming through for them that's like, Oh shit, that looks like they're gonna like they might be in trouble right off the bat. I mean, overreaction style, like it, it could totally change, but like right right now, who's looking like they made some picks that are gonna screw him over?
1: I don't know, you know, I think that Debo, honestly, uh, you know, definitely reached on a few guys, Damian Pierce, uh, you know, he went like rookie average, but he always does that and it's kind of a flat you know, it depends. I, I still think that those he made some smart picks and they'll find their way. Uh, you know what I mean. But early on, it's like oh, a little, little risky. Uh, you know, Elijah Mitchell going down with a knee. I think that's yet to be. This you know, it's like that guy's got injury prone. You know what I mean. And it's just like fuck. God, you yeah. Know what I mean? I, he, you know, it's hopefully he's not out indefinitely. Hopefully it's just like a sprain or something.
0: Yeah, that's no bueno. Sorry, Debose had a history of these like kind of early picks coming through though. So. You know, right now, you know, right off the bat, it seemed like Damian Pierce didn't quite like get the touches. You know, Mitchell got hurt. Yeah, like it's it's still uh, still to be determined. You know, like but uh, obviously. Yeah, well,
1: you know, I think before you look at teams that made you know these trades too, and I wonder, I wonder, uh, you know, well, some of the guys, some of their the guys they traded for performed. You know, you look at the roster from top to bottom, and you wonder if it's complete. Maybe sacrificing those early rounds um, to get these guys might come back to bite. You never know. Cam Acres, I, you know, I, 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 as much as it, it uh, tickles me to uh, see Justin, you know, struggle there. You wonder if that's uh, overreaction to Cam makers getting three carries. Uh, you know, I think. Yeah. I mean, I can only hope. You know, I got Henderson on the bench in the eleventh round because I just. so he just can own the L.A. backfield. I'm open, you know, the way he that way he doesn't miss. He's got a little handcuff there, so he's got my number. He can just text me. Yeah. You know, it, uh, it. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I, uh, You know, I feel I like I, I reached on a tight end because I wanted to have a, a fully well rounded out team with Schultz, so I don't know how – apparently the Dallas Cowboys – didn't even, they were just like, we don't need a backup quarterback, even though Zach's been kind of hurt a bunch of times, and they just have some kid that I've never heard of that doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground, it seems like, you know, I, I, I'm i like worried about Schultz, I'm like, well, hopefully, maybe, maybe they'll just keep targeting Schultz, I don't know if Schultz would get like, without, so it remains to be, see, I don't know how long Prescott's going to be out for, like.
0: Dude, you got some uh, some good radio stations back there. Yeah, yeah, but it's a three-year-old central <laughs> back there. Dude, I love
1: that station.
0: Well, at least your tight um, end played. Yeah. I mean, George Kittle didn't play at all for me. Maybe, maybe we could talk trades—Schultz uh, for Kittle.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, probably not. Uh, but you know, we, can, <laughs> we could talk about it for sure. Uh, you know, I don't know. I like Kittle. I, I you know, I'm I always like Kittle. I don't like that he's not playing though. He's kind of, you know, he's getting older, so he gets so- banged up. I feel like he plays it's the always, game always something. The game. Seriously. It'd be interesting to see what happens there with, with that, but you know, I don't know how you don't don't have a uh watch the or you could undeclare undeclared him or whatever. It's just like dude oh, I nice. know. Just wake up in the morning, wake up in the morning and look at like your roster
0: and be like, oh you know
1: Yeah. Ten o'clock start time's always uh tougher <laughs> on the West <laughs>
0: I mean, for what it's worth, the night before, he was listed as questionable. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to swap him out in the morning. And I proceeded to drink till, like, 2 a.m. And then slept in. And then, uh, like, by the time I was like, oh, shit, game day, let's go. Like, it was, like, 10.03. And uh, that was it. (laughs) Oh, no, I got dogs going wild. Hey, will
1: you guys chill out?
0: No. No. Nobody's robbing us. Nobody's robbing us. Go hit a blunt or something. Dude, appreciate the time and congrats on the week one dominance and just like all your hard work and what you're doing for the league and the B League. And, dude, fuck yeah, man. No,
1: it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good year, man.
0: All right, Brusky. I'll see you out there.
1: All right. Later.
0: Peace. <laughs> So, yeah, Taylor feeling pretty good about his squad. Uh, Saquon Barkley came through in a big way. 207 points. You got to be feeling good about that. Appreciate him taking a minute to talk to me there. So be on the lookout. I'm going to try to catch up with everybody for a phone interview at least once this season. Um, I'm going to post a schedule of like what week and we'll, we'll coordinate that shit. But also be on the lookout for an episode recapping the draft in San Diego. That's it, gentlemen. Peace out. (laughs) you <laughs>